welcome to Cody Cast. This, this is Cody, Cody Allen's podcast. Cody Johnson, my guest today. We'll get to know Cody a little bit uh, here coming up. I like the name for starters. Uh, but also a hot 20 countdown, a quick reminder from a Gulf Coast Jam this weekend on CMT. We'll have uh, not only Thomas Retz, but also Florida Georgia Line. Dustin Lynch on the show, just a ton of stars from Panama City Beach, 9 a.m. 8 central on CMT, Saturday and Sunday morning. So you just saw my buddy Trent Willman, Cody, right? A couple hours ago, and okay. uh, we're unofficially doing the theme song for a rodeo I can't say that we might okay. be playing next year. <laughs> we won't say a word. Um, he's a good dude. I uh, So the whole story with him in Texas, you know, I was in Texas yeah, forever. Wolf, we have yeah. that in common. Yeah, you're at the Wolf, right? Yeah. Sure so he's like, it wasn't even a single, and he just played the heck out of it. Yeah, I love that song called The Good Life, and so we just jammed it in the Dallas-Fort Worth area like for years. <laughs> so back to you, though. I saw you play here. I guess, was it Cannery Row? You rocked. I mean, you just totally own that stage. I appreciate it. So uh, that was my first experience, and then I called my friends in Texas, and I was like, do you know about this guy? Like, and they're like, oh my God, he's, he's <laughs> a superstar here. People love you. In Texas. And so um, I'm just so thrilled with the music that I've heard so far. The first single is On My Way to You, and it's such a great country song. It's um, a country song, for sure. It's a real country song, and you just, again, you own it. Your vocals are just so deep and resonant, and I just think it's it's good music. So That's Tony Lane. And that's his verses, you know, and that's Brett James. That's, he's got that melodic thing in the chorus. Yeah. We went through so many songs. Uh, thankfully, we were pitched so many songs this time that we, you know, there were the, yeah, I kind of like it, mm, maybe. And then there was those ones that you just knew instantly. Right. And that was one of the first songs that I heard that I went, man, I don't want to change a thing about that song. I just feel like I, I feel like I could have been a writer on it. You know? I was going to say, I thought you wrote it. Well, as soon as I started listening to it, I instantly started reminiscing through portions of man i could have wrote that because of this mm-hmm. i could have wrote that because of that and it just it fit me i mean for it to be the first single i felt like that was really fitting yeah i think so too and i uh, having now discovered more of your collection since i've gotten to know you a little better um i, I thought the song was written by you because it just sounds like a song that that's good that means we did our job yeah it's just <laughs> right into your, your category so um it is kind of about you know a love journey though the right. song itself uh, so what did your wife think the first time she heard it she felt the same way i did because it was one of those you know I, there's lines in the songs like um all the beers i've drank all the damage done you know it's it, it is it is a little funny but then you still you do kind of think about man you know there was a lot of bad stuff that led me to her but i think everybody can relate to that and it might not be a person uh it might be just a state of where you're at in your life you know right. all the all the road we've taken to, for for instance your career i mean i'm sure it wasn't always fun you know there wasn't always good times to get sitting here at this desk like you are so i think <laughs> right. we can all relate to it yeah no most of it sucked um <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no actually no I, i've had a really good life and fantastic journey to get here to this to this desk but um what your wife where, where did you guys meet in a bar in huntsville texas <laughs> um, okay she was there with a friend that when I first started playing music and he thought he was going to name drop a little bit. Hey, this is my buddy, Cody Johnson. I said, oh yeah. You mind if I dance with her? No, go ahead. I'd be proud for Cody Johnson dancing. And then I took her from him. <laughs> that's kind of, that's how it went. Was there a look across the bar to each other? Was there, you're going to think this is a line, but it's not. Uh, we danced to George Strait carried away. And at the end of the song, I told her I was going to marry her. And no way we started dating. And a year later we got engaged. Wow. And a year later, we got married. Good for you. Well, congratulations on that. How long has it been? Ten years now. Okay. And uh, I got a three-year-old little girl and a one-year-old little girl that are like uh, 
piranhas, <laughs> and they're cute, <laughs> and they're cuddly, and right? they will drive you up the wall. And what are their names? Clara and Corey. Ah, uh, love it. All right, um, so you're putting together the uh, project right now. I know, uh, I've, I've heard like four songs, mm-hmm. but you're working on a complete album, right. and that'll be like, what, 2019 sometime? Or? It will be, and actually, okay. I mean, it's, it's pretty much done except for the things we may tease a little bit mm-hmm. with some of the stuff we're trying to figure out what content or if any content we want to kind of throw out beforehand or because yeah. we're already playing a lot of this stuff live um i think that's one of the coolest things about an album coming out is somebody asked me really recently well if the album doesn't come out till january how how hard is it not to play this stuff on stage i'm like oh no we're we're playing it like, if you want an album preview buy a ticket to a show like you're gonna hear some songs that that you're not gonna get till january but i think it's fun because we're we're watching an unbiased crowd mm-hmm. that hasn't got anything tangible to say this is why I like this, and you really get a you get a true reading, yeah. uh, and it's a little bit of a chance <laughs> as an artist. You you think well, they're either going to like it or they won't, you right. know. But I think I like that. I like that chance. I like that taking a risk and throwing it out there. And so far, it's paid up. It's paid off for us. Yeah, and you settled on the title. Ain't nothing to it. Ain't nothing to okay. it. Okay, and you're a real deal cowboy too. We should tell people like you. Uh, were a real professional bull rider. I would say semi-professional. Okay, tell me about that. Because <laughs> uh, if I'd have been good enough to be a professional, I'd probably still be doing it. <laughs> uh, man, I just I loved riding bulls when I was a kid. I started in about 15, and a lot of my friends, you know, are still riding in the PBR and the PRCA. And um, I was really hard-headed, and I thought that all you had to do to win the bull riding was be the toughest guy there. Right. Uh, in which, that's, that's not it at all uh, there's a lot more to it um bull riding didn't work out and but the thing is, is that music was always kind of what took me away from riding bulls is because after every rodeo i'd wind up on my tailgate <laughs> playing songs or selling my little homemade cds and trying to make money to go to the next rodeo and then all the while i didn't know that i was i was shaping myself to kind of switch lifestyles right and i still get to ride cutting horses with some friends of mine and go team rope here and there and yeah. you know get, keep that part of my heritage alive but um i've broken a lot less bones (laughs) since i stopped riding bulls and made a little bit more money since i started stopped riding bulls so uh god works in mysterious ways (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you were the first independent act to sell out rodeo houston which is a big deal i was there a couple years ago and that um nrg stadium it's gigantic huge it's just a big place and so you played for seventy five thousand people which is insane and crazy again you're a huge star there already and a tough guy, a bull rider, singer, songwriter, all this stuff. So what would be, well, maybe your wife would know the answer to this. What would be like the most unmanly thing about you? Oh, man. I, uh, I mean, when do I you get watch around, the Kardashians? No. What? I usually, man, I'm pretty simple. I haven't even logged onto a social media site since MySpace, and that's the truth. Really? Yeah, I very much, I don't watch the news. I don't, uh, I don't pay attention to the world a lot. I just kind of keep my blinders on and try to stay focused on myself. I am a big old teddy bear when it comes to my little girls. Like, we will pretty much do whatever they want. Dance parties. I can dance to trolls. Wow, okay. Like you wouldn't believe. Watch out, Justin Timberlake. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Painted Uh, nails, stuff like that. Yeah. Right. When it comes to uh, making the music, you're a traditionalist, Mm -hmm. I would say. Uh, How would you describe it? I mean, who are your heroes? I mean, I'm a little bit of everything. Um, I think that... You know, I grew up with my dad listening to stuff like Charlie Daniels that was pretty much Southern rock with a fiddle mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Um, but then I also grew up listening to the Chris Ledoux, George, I mean, uh, Garth Brooks, obviously George Strait being a cowboy. I had yeah. that, that that heritage, that side of it that was always traditionalized by their influences of like George Jones and mm-hmm. Merle Haggard and stuff like that. Being from Texas, I think you kind of inherit that little bit of that outlaw, funky, mm-hmm. willy, willy thing. And for mm-hmm. me, it was just, I was very influenced by his scales the way he played guitar the different the ways the the melodies that he sang and um 
You know, so I think I'm a little bit of everything yeah. is mixed into something. I'm a huge Bruce Springsteen fan, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so what I try to do whenever I'm playing a song is if, if for me, if I'm writing or, or recording or performing, if the song is demanding, like if you can feel it wanting to be more traditional, I just kind of give over to that side a little bit and channel it. Um, if, if it feels like it needs to be a little bit more angry or more bitey, you know, and have a little bit edgy, of an edge, yeah. yeah, you can, we can go that route. And I think touching on all these different genres and being able to explore those possible, those sides of myself mm-hmm. and still maintaining that, that one thing that when you hear it, you can still, you know, it's me. Yeah. I think that's been kind of the key to me finding who I am musically. I definitely heard that what you're describing that edge to on the songs that I've heard um, while, you know, on my way to you also has that sort of, it's a, it would make a great George Strait song right now too. Right, so right. was there ever a temptation though? I mean, this happens when you come to Nashville or when you make, you know, when you want to be a national country music star, was there temptations to like, oh, we got to change up the production to make it a little more contemporary? No, or- I, this, And I'm going to say this as respectfully as I possibly yeah. can, because I don't mean any disrespect at all. But we had a lot of opportunities, my manager Howie and I, from the very beginning to change everything from taking off my cowboy hat or changing my producer or sacrificing uh, pieces of our financial stability that we had made yeah. in our business. Um and I think uh, we've always placed the integrity and uh, the hard work that we've put into this over everything else. And uh, at the end of the day, I've never been scared of hard work, and I've always been told no. So to to hear no or it's not going to work, it was normal for me. All it did was make me go, okay, well it's time to go to <laughs> time to go to work somewhere else then. Right. Um, I, I'll admit, you know, it was it was rough over the years, not trying not to be a little bitter about not getting played on the radio. Mm. In retrospect, at 31 years old, you look back and you go, man, I wasn't ready. It wasn't the right timing. Uh, And thank God I didn't get played on the radio because now that I haven't had to change a dadgum thing, (laughs) not from the way I look, the way I talk, the way I sing, the way I write, nothing. I've not had to change anything in my business. And Warner Brothers Nashville makes the partnership now it's all starting to make sense and we're getting that that exposure and uh it makes you it makes you wonder sometimes how like how much of god's plan was actually going on all those years you know all the time i'm well man i just it's so hard it's so hard where is this ever going to go and all of a sudden the clouds lift and you're going man they're playing my brand of country music on the radio and didn't have to change anything was it was it was uh worth the wait but had you not had that experience and have that reputation and built that business already you wouldn't have been able to have the leverage to do what you I agree, but that's really risky, and it's <laughs> yeah. not. At 25 years old, you, you wouldn't have had that. You would have had all those things kind well, of in order. It came order. down to me and Howie sitting and having multiple yeah. conversations of what do you want to do, who do you want to be, what do you want to be remembered as, and yeah. it's. I think it's that cowboy mentality of, man, I'd rather go down swinging as who mm-hmm. I am, than to ever be successful for something I'm not. Amen. What was the biggest no in the music business you ever heard? <laughs> you said you heard some, a lot of no's along um, the way. Well, the biggest, the biggest and first, most initial no, uh, on a very, very small but yet great at the time scale was, um, whenever I was trying, I went out and I tried to get as many radio stations together in Texas that weren't uh, major market. I didn't even know the difference between a major market and a minor market and all that stuff at the time. I was just a kid uh, doing this by myself, and I got all the information off the internet. Planned it all out, saved up all my money, how I was going to go to each one of these stations and hand them a CD and do what I thought all the, all the whatever I thought everybody did. And yeah. uh, every single station told me no. And I was so discouraged. Right. So we booked shows in their towns. Yeah. And that's how that kind of started. And that's, that's what kind of got my mind going that way. You're a self-professed fitness freak. You <laughs> I like- wouldn't know about freak, man. I just ate a hamburger before I came over here, so... 
Uh, you do like to work out, though. Yeah, what are, yeah, what are yeah. some tips? Man, I try to just focus on, like, the 85-15 policy. Just, you know, because I think you can be so hard on yourself to try to, I have to do this, I have to do this. And whenever I don't do it, well, I'm just I'm slacking. I try to do the best I can, uh, even with my diet. You know, I'm a, I'm a musician. I've been on the road for 11 years. If it's 2 a.m. and all there is is pizza... I'm eating pizza. You know, I try to eat paleo and I try to stay with like, you know, taking my ketones and doing the whole keto thing and working out every day. And I have a good trainer that goes on the road with me and a friend of mine that pushes me to work. But uh, mostly I try to remind myself that, you know, I, I want to look better, obviously, for my wife, for, for my career. I want to feel better because we play a lot of shows outside where it's a lot of hard, hot yep. work. And you got to, I mean... I want to be in physical, good physical condition. And people are looking at you constantly too. You want? Yeah, to, it's yeah. a little different now, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, your fan base uh, no, is known as Kojo Nation. Is that right? Yeah, that's. Okay. I don't even know who came up with that. That might have been Howie, the Kojo Nation. It's not your nickname or anything though, Kojo. Co- yeah, I mean, actually, yeah. Trent Wilman gave me that nickname. Oh, did he? Kojo. Okay. Yeah, I was uh, Cody Johnson Kojo. I was like, I don't know why I ever thought of that. And he started calling me that, and it just stuck. Fans seem to love it. Yeah, and I, I think it's really cool to empower them. Because ultimately, after I mean, if you take into account everything we've discussed today, the people that have bought those hard tickets mm-hmm. all along, that's pretty much who I owe my career to. So it's it's pretty cool. We have that connection when we go to shows. It's like nothing else matters but us. That's like mm-hmm. our own private little thing. The rest of the world doesn't matter. We can step into this realm of it's just our show. Right. And uh, honestly, I let them sing about half the time. <laughs> that's pretty cool. <laughs> One more question about bull riding. Um would you ever have like a terrible act? I mean, do you have anything go wrong? What was the worst injury you had? I, I broke my collarbone. I broke my leg. Um, I broke wow, some ribs. collarbone. That sounds like it, super yeah, painful. It was not fun. Uh, <laughs> and I didn't mean that what was more painful is I didn't win any money. It was, <laughs> if I would have like rode and won some money and then broke my collarbone, I'd be like, yeah, <laughs> no, it was three seconds dirt and broken collarbone. See you later, cowboy. When I was uh, in Texas, I did a charity bull ride. Uh, you know how they like you know local yeah, celebrities yeah, yeah, yeah. come out and uh, so I and I lasted for I think two seconds. <laughs> That's good, That's but I good. had the full get up on that. I mean the hat, the buckle, the pants, the chaps, <laughs> ready to go. Huh? I had it all, man, <laughs> and uh, I was so scared. Yeah, and you know the the PBR guys were getting you know this was a tough Edelman deal. Oh, uh, you know tough, and they just got <laughs> that you know whatever steer like all like riled up in that little compartment oh yeah and they pull the fence open and i just there's no chance man there's no you chance. gotta believe there's a chance you gotta believe there's a smidge of a chance no, there was, well, <laughs> i believe long enough just to hold on for a couple of seconds <laughs> that's, and good, then it was that's, done. that's better than most you got on walked away with like a huge bruise and uh man know, it should have stuck your chest out a little bit tough world but i was happy i, I did it yeah. I, say I did it now but uh what's some crazy chancy thing that you still want to do skydive or uh, i can't i mean i'm a big hunter and there's some different hunting trips i'd like to go on okay. um one is to go to Alaska and, and be dropped in the Yukon for, you know, quite a long time, 15, 20 day type thing. You wow. know, playing. I've always kind of had that in the back of my mind. I would like to skydive. Um, indoor skydiving sounds really fun, but I think it's kind of <laughs> like, it's like cheating. Like, yeah, it, not quite the same. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like if they gave your bull Dramamine. It's like, it's not the same thing. Okay. So, last question, the toughest question of all greatest country song of all time is. Hmm. Man, you're gonna. This has always been my favorite song, and it's gonna be a little off base. And some of you're gonna have to Google this. But uh, Robert Earl Keane, "Feeling Good Again," and if you've yep. never heard it, I think it was live at the Ryman, um, and it's an acoustic cut. And yep. that's that's my favorite song. When you say that, a lot of songs come to mind. My favorite memory of all, Merle Haggard, um, "Gentle on My Mind." Uh, it, it, there's 
Sunday morning coming down. There's some really mm-hmm. special songs to me, but that's just my favorite song. It feels so good feeling good again. And, and trust me, if you look that up and you go get it off iTunes or you listen to it or whatever, you're going to love it. Feeling good again. It is a great song. Check it out. Cody Johnson, thanks for coming by, man. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. This has been Cody Cast. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen anytime on the iHeartRadio app. Cody is heard on hundreds of radio stations across America and seen on CMT Hot 20 Countdown every weekend. For more, go to cmtcody.com.